All right. Hey, welcome uh, to uh, ReachKeep.com. This is sponsored by the ReachKeep Academy. My name is Mike Holmes, and we're talking today about how to create sermon series. And uh, not, the again, sermons, but sermon series. And so this is a, a product for, for you, if this is helpful for you. We're, we're recording this just for people that are trying to figure out how to reach young families and how to have a, you know, a growing, functioning church where you can really you know, touch lives. And one of the biggest products we have, so to speak, are our sermons. Uh, that's why people come. They come to hear, they come to listen, they come for some of that. Now, they also come for fellowship and a lot of the other things. Uh, you know, the kids come for the cookies, you know, teenagers come for the girls or the guys. Uh, but your your sermons and your teaching is one of your primary things. And so we want to focus on how to uh, put together a, uh, a sermon series. And so we're really kind of covering this three-step series, the formula that kind of we use here at our church out here in Sinclair. So here's a picture of our church. We're in an old hotel out in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Um, and it is uh, just a, right along the Interstate 80, if you happen to know where that is, going across central Wyoming. The name of our town is Sinclair. You might be familiar with Sinclair gasoline uh, and the green dinosaur. That's all right here. This build, all these uh, refinery pictures are just right, right behind our church. I mean, just a few hundred feet from where I stand right now. Our property actually kind of touches their property. So anyway, our little town out here uh, in the West is pretty rural, pretty secluded. And uh, you might be in a rural area or you might be in a city area. Not quite sure. Uh, where all that you would be. But the things that we're going to be talking about really are functionally will help really at any level, okay? Because people are people. They have interests and they want, they're want they wanting to grow. They're wanting to mature in certain areas. And we want to learn how to put some of that uh, together. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll be drinking a lot of water during this. This I'm just uh, finishing up a cold and it's still uh, been kind of challenging talking. I hope I don't have to get into coughing or sneezing fit here. I think I'm uh, think I'm good. But anyway, again, welcome aboard. I appreciate it. And if you are here and you put your information uh, down, uh, that is uh, that is great. Where you're from and your name, it's uh, it's helpful for us to see that. So our, our our particular series formula that we're dealing deals not with how to write a sermon. You probably should know that. Um, if you're a pastor, you've been doing sermons for a while. Now there are ways to improve your sermons, and we have a lot of training that we do on some of that as well. But the, the focus today is how to put together kind of you know how to link all those sermons together, a comprehensive sermon series that can be used, okay, in a way that's, that's even like attractional where people go, yes, I need that information. Uh, I like to think of it in, in this regard. I just finished reading uh, this book here by Stephen Ambrose, uh, Nothing Like It in the World, it was called. And it's the story of the Transcontinental Railroad and how it was formed. And it's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And it's fascinating to me because uh, just outside the to my right hand is the refinery. To my left hand is the Transcontinental Railroad. Um, maybe 150 yards from our building uh, is where it went through right there. That's the original set of tracks. And of course, they've been improved since then. And so I read a lot of that stuff. Very interesting. Uh, studied up and we do some day camps and teach kids about it and kind of go on these field trips in the summer with our kids and kind of a neat thing. But as I was reading through it, I, I, I got the book and, and the book has all these chapters in it. And what I want you to think about as a pastor is that you uh, you have chapters, okay? Your your sermons are like the chapters, and your series is like the book, okay? And sort of that's the idea that we're talking about here, because there's no way that you could cover the uh, the the whole story of the Transcontinental Railroad could never be covered in, in just one chapter. I mean, it, it would be very, and I've read some of the sort of, well, it started here, ended here. But uh, after going through here and learning about how they crossed the mountains and the 
Union Pacific coming this way and the Central Pacific going that way and all the politics of it at the time. And of course, it was done during part of it during during the Civil War. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of different things going on. The Mormons were involved and we're in Mormon country. I had no idea that the Mormons were so involved in building of the railroad. Uh, a lot of interesting things. And you are like this. OK, every pastor is an author with a story to tell. All right. Every pastor out there, you have something to tell. You have a message to give to people to transform those people. You're not just, you know, filling Sundays and Wednesdays and midweeks and, you know, with your time just for fun. You are in the business and I'm in the business of transforming folks and letting them hear things that they absolutely will change their life. And we have these these great concepts that we want to teach on. We want to teach on forgiveness and we want to teach on gratitude and we want to teach on missions. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of things that are very near and dear to our heart and how we put some of that together and just to have it in one little shot here and a little shot there. Um, Sometimes topics need to be dealt with more thoroughly, and this is where you will thoroughly deal with the topic. Now, this is not a, a push against verse-by-verse uh, -verse preaching or you know expositional preaching. You still are going to take the scriptures and exposit them and then show them what they are. Okay, you're going to be going through those, but you're going to be learning how to kind of really kind of put it together in a way that these topics that you are, you know, burdened to talk about are you're going to be able to share those uh, with other other people in a, just a real comprehensive kind of a package uh, type of a format. So um, we have found that the solution-based churches, in other words, when we preach this, solution-based churches are the ones that are tr attracting people. You don't need hipster music. You don't need a fancy little goatee or, you know, the skinny jeans or whatever some of these other churches have. I mean, I tell people, I said, listen, we're old, you know, or at least I am. I'm old. I'm fat. I'm bald. We sing hymns. We use the King James Bible. And you know what? Our place is packed with young people. Our nursery is in trouble right now. Uh, you know, we, we got to expand some things. Uh, you know, folks, you can do it. And we are here to do this. And a part of that is that one of the big things, like the poster board, you know, the, the billboard on the highway, it's like, yeah, it is your preaching and your content that people will be inviting people to come to, and then they will be, of course, coming uh, to hear the lesson on forgiveness or to hear about family unity or to learn how to discipline their children. And the Bible is filled with these things, and we need to we need to teach that. So I want to jump into the formula here. Uh, and it, it, I kind of use this little triangle as sort of an example. I'm going to go through these uh, like three legs of it here. Uh, there are three steps is kind of what we call it. And they're, they're kind of in order. But I just put them on a triangle here. And we'll kind of fill in some of the blanks here, give you some notes. I'm going to go through some of the typical things that we do uh, for creating sermons. And then, of course, get into uh, some non-typical things, some things where it's going to stretch you a little bit and move you into Kind of a different uh, mindset. In other words, you're going to th be thinking different. You're not going to believe different, okay? Your doctrine is going to be same when we're done with this. No problem there. But you are going to be thinking a little bit different uh, when when we're done with this. And I'm going to give you also, when we get uh, towards it, and I'm going to give you some samples of some of the things that, that we actually do. And then I will bring up some samples of some sermon series that we have done because everybody likes to see, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, and so I'll bring up some of the graphics for some of those uh, and give those to you. I'm not, you know, selling or promoting anything. This is uh, put on by, you know, our Reach Keep Academy. I do online coaching with pastors all over the country all the time. Um, but we don't have any openings right now. Anyway, so I'm just getting to spend time with you right now. So you can learn more about us at reachkeep.com. I'll uh, I'll put that up there. So let's just jump to this uh, these things. I'm going to give you all of these right away. So if you're a note taker, you can kind of fill it in. Then we're going to go back through and kind of deal with each of these in a, in a little bit more non-typical type of way. 
Um, a sermon series, the first thing that you have to do, and the first thing that we do, is this idea of assessing the community. Now, community doesn't necessarily, uh, it, it would include your, you know, your town or, you know, your suburb or whatever it happened to be, but also the assessment of the, the, the people that you work with and who you're teaching and who you're preaching. We all take time to, uh, you know, figure out, hey, am I teaching, you know, fifth graders this week, or am I teaching a men's adult, or, you know, ladies Bible study? All of the time we are assessing, and I want to go through some different things to kind of help you, and this is very foundational. This is where I put this on the bottom, and this is where uh, you are really going to probably be challenged a little bit, is to take some time here and to figure out the topic, okay, to give the, the solution. We believe that every Sunday you should solve a problem. And we want to solve problems that people have. We want to solve current problems. We want to make sure that we're delivering the good news that they need, okay? And, uh, of course, the gospel is the good news, but also people need to learn how to forgive. People need to learn how to overcome bitterness. People need to learn how to uh, respect their elders. They need to learn how to, uh, you know, how to deal with authority. All of those things are in the scriptures all over the place, and we want to kind of see where they're at. And your community may be different than my community, and your heartbeat will be a little bit different. So we'll go through that in a moment. Uh, the second one here is this envisioning of the structure. And this is where we get to dream. This is where we get to kind of really think about how can we really reach these people. And then the last one here is the, the implementing the game plan and how we make that happen. Now, I'm going to change these words around a, a little bit for you here uh, in, the, in the future. We're going to look at this triangle a little bit different. Um, but let me just uh, move forward here and give you uh, this first one here, the assessment, the idea of assessing. Now, when we assess and, and we try to you know, figure out what we're going to preach on. There's obviously some, uh, you know, very typical things. And I wrote some of those things down. I mean, the, uh, you, you, you're obviously going to pray, okay? And you're doing that already. I know that. In fact, I know some of you that are here. Um, you're godly people and you're asking God, what should I speak on? You know, that, that whole idea of like, Lord, let me know. Here am I, send me. But what do you want me to say to them? Let your words, you know, come out of my mouth, but but what is it that you want? So you pray about that. You also, uh, typical, um, would be your interest. In other words, if you, uh, you know, have been reading through the New Testament, say you're reading the Gospels right now, and you're like finding all these amazing things about Jesus and what he did to, with the people, or maybe you're in Jeremiah. Uh, my wife is doing a Bible study in Jeremiah, and she keeps sharing all these things with me. It's like, oh, man, that's something I need to preach on that. You know, I haven't really been on Jeremiah for a while, you know, this would be, so, you know, you have these interests that are there and that's one thing. And then of course, there's also sort of the gap and this is where we want to preach the whole counsel of God and we want to be kind of balanced. So like if you've been in the New Testament for a while, uh, one guy is like, I just finished, you know, 231 sermons out of Ephesians. You know, I just about guarantee you that his next set of sermons he's going to do, whether it's a book by book or verse by verse or a series, he's probably going to jump to the Old Testament, you know, and do something because he's wanting to be balanced. So there's often gaps where you'll be doing a lot of things that have to do with, you know, prophecy or this or that. And you go, man, I really need to get the gospels or I need to do some of the epistles or, uh, man, we haven't done anything for the family for a while. So those are some kind of typical things uh, that we have. But what I want us to think about a little bit more, and this is kind of the, the voice that doesn't get heard. You're going to, you are attuned to the spirit's voice. You are attuned to people in your church. Like, Hey, pastor, that'd be really cool if we could study Jeremiah, you know, you you're attuned and listen to that. But how often do we listen to the outsiders? How often do we listen to the people who are not there? I think it's a very interesting thing when we pray. Many times we pray for all the events in the church, but we don't pray for the people as much that are not there, the people that are just on that street and that street and that street and that street and their their brokenness and their teenagers and their middle schools and and they don't know how to handle their kid coming home and you know all the different things that are going on. So let me give you a couple of these that I have. Um, the first one is kind of a, a funny initial is ABDA, okay? And it comes from this, uh, a book that I read years and years ago. There's a very classic book written on management and uh, it's called In Search of Excellent, written back in the 70s. 
And the, one of the things they went, they went to look at all these successful companies and like, what are they, what do they do in this company? That's, and they found the common denominators. And one of them, they shortened the abbreviation. It was called the, the, the managers of these companies, the CEOs of excellent companies way back then were doing what they called management by walking around. It's MBWA. They managed their factory. We'll say, say it's a Coca-Cola factory. The head Coca-Cola guy, one of the things that he would do is he would walk around his factory and he would talk to people and he would listen to people and he would see, why do we have all this stock over here? And why is that broken over there? And I didn't know that. And he learned things by doing this. I think that this is assessment by driving around, okay? And this is just something that you can do. And it's just something you can do in your car. And it's a real easy to do is you can kind of say, dear God, what do you want me to preach on? And then get in your car and drive the neighborhoods, drive the South side, drive the trailer parks, drive here and drive there and let God speak to your heart. Your sermon series can come from a burden, and a burden comes from your eyes. Job said, my eyes have affected my heart. And when you start driving around and you see, you know, broken homes and you see this and you see that and, you know, the poverty and derelicts and, you know, all the different things that are out there. Or you see affluence and, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and all the, you know, the pride type stuff that goes there. God's going to start doing this. So this is a, I want you to pray. I want you to get Holy Spirit. I want you to make sure you're balanced with the gaps. But I also want you to spend some time assessing by driving around, by just getting in your vehicle and driving the area and figuring out what is going on. Let me give you the next one here. And this one is the just what we call census data. And this will, you can do this without driving. In fact, don't drive while you're looking this stuff up. Go to the U.S. Census Bureau and pull up your church or, or your uh, community. And you, if you're in a metro area or a suburb, you'll have to kind of play with that to get it. Lots of them are done by zip code. Um, where we're at, our community is very defined. If you're in rural communities, uh, you, you're lucky because they're very defined because they're, they're like the edge of town, the edge of town, and then there's not another town. It's like 100 miles from where we are to the next anything, you know. So, but the Census Bureau data and what they call city data will, will come up and spend some time and you will find you'll find out how many foreign uh, foreign speaking languages in your town. You can find out how many abortions have been you know, done in your zip code. You can find out the broken homes. You can find out how many people are living with a single mom in your home. You can find out, you know, how many elderly people are in your, in your community. It will just blow your way and you can dig deep and deep and deep. And you don't necessarily, you know, land the data and come up with one simple solution. But you, you as you're going through, you start to pick up some things uh, that you maybe didn't have any idea that were there. So that is one of the things to do is go to the U.S. Census Bureau. Another thing that you can do is you can go to your public school systems uh, website for their school system. And there's often a lot of interesting data there. And just finding the number of kids and people that are in your school systems is, is amazing. Uh, we don't often think of it. You know, we got like eight kids in Sunday school. And we're like, yes, you know, because we've only had four the last month. And now we're up to eight and we're excited. And then the local high school has 1,200. And you kind of go, oh, boy, I got a ways to go. Uh, you know, so you might be burdened then for outreach. You see what I'm saying? This might help you. But this is the, you manage by driving around or assess by driving around. And then look at the Census Bureau stuff that is out there. The last one is, is very similar to the first one uh, in a sense, but it, but this is a little bit more. You're just observing here. This is what I call listening stations. And this is where you are spending more time with your people. Matthew chapter 9, Jesus was among the people. 
And I think some of the things that he preached were, were because he had heard this burden and he'd heard this type of thing. And, you know, when he said, you know, look and don't look at a woman, or if you look at a woman, it's the same as kitten mint and adultery. I, I wouldn't doubt that if he was not walking around with people and heard someone say, well, yeah, but I never touched her, you know, that type of thing. Like, oh, look at that girl, you know. And, you know, these guys were talking the way guys get sometimes, single guys, and they're all talking about this hot chick and, you know, that type of stuff. And Jesus says, you know, I think I'm going to put that in my next message. <laughs> you know, I'm going to teach on that. And I want to help people where they need help because people need help. And I know it's a little scary to think about like, preaching against, uh, you know, about a particular topic that you heard about. And we're not talking about like, you know, hobby horsing onto a topic or preaching about something you heard in the, in the gossip, but just listening out there. One of the problems we have as pastors, okay, you and I as pastors, we get paid to talk. We get paid for answers. We get paid for counsel. We get paid to preach. We get paid to talk. We get paid to pray out loud at public events or whatever. Our, all our value is in our mouth. Uh, and one of the most valuable things you can do is focus on your ears is to take time and listen to your people. And so this would be include, you know, things like sitting down after the fellowship meetings. You know, I, I, I'm very busy. You are too. Okay. We have fellowship after church. We have like, you know, pie night or something like that. And I'm like, you know, I got to get home. I got things I got to do. And I'm tending to be out of there, but I have learned to sit and to listen. The other thing I've learned too, and this one's really hard, is on Sunday morning, I try to make sure absolutely everything is done. And by 30 minutes before the service, I'm just hanging out with the people and I'm talking to them and I'm listening to them. And sometimes people come up with big old burdens and you don't want to necessarily load your mind up with that because of the sermon that's coming. But you can say, hey, you know, Margaret, thank you for talking about that. Can Maybe we can meet after church and talk a little bit about that. You know, uh, my wife will be there. We can share some things, uh, you know, and you can kind of make some appointments. But you find out that people have things that they need to talk about. And some of these topics then that are coming up, the burdens and the brokenness and the, you know, the lives that have been shattered and the disappointments and the frustrations, these are things that are going to be steering your sermon series. This is going to steer your book, okay? Now, let's go back to the author thing for a moment. Suppose you wrote a book and nobody bought it. Why would that be? Well, I don't know if you know this, but I went to a symposium thing the other day, and they said that like 99% of like all books that are published, like 99% of all books don't sell more than just like, you know, a few hundred. Because they're not solving problems. They're not addressing something. They're addressing something that might have been, you know, on the heart of the author, okay? But they're not really addressing a real problem. Now, I do not want to preach and, and, and be as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal and not have, you know, I want to preach what's valuable. I have only so many years in my life, only so many Sundays midweeks, you know, all that, only so many. I want those to be the absolutely the best that they can be. And I want to use every possible thing here to shape that and to be the best that I can be in the ideal situation, the ideal thing to be preaching on. And when people talk about your church, it's like they teach on what I need. You know, they hit me where it's at. They like, man, that's what I need. It's just powerful, powerful stuff. I got a call yesterday from a refinery worker, and we're right next to the Sinclair refinery. And we have a lot of uh, what's called contractors that come in and work. Uh, they're not employees, but they're just there for three or four months building something or fixing something or testing something. And then there are some employees that come like three or four months, like every year. So we have a guy that discovered our church. His name was Dan, and he had been coming to our church uh, for several years, but he discovered our church, and he's from lives in another state, Texas, and really does this refinery work at other places as well. But he would come to our services, and he would just say, man, you guys rang the bell. You hit exactly what I needed. And it was so you know, so sweet. He was just a positive guy. Then he'd be gone for four or five months or whatever. And then he'd come back and it's sort of a, 
it's kind of like being deployed in the army is what it is. So he called me yesterday from uh, Texas and he says, I am totally reassigned now. I'm in a whole new company. I will never be back to your town. He says, but I just want to tell you how much your pastor and what you guys mean to me and the messages and they were right on target and they helped me out so much. And he said, could you go hug the pastor for me? And, uh, I was a senior pastor. I turned it over to a younger guy and it's like, well, I'll think about that. Uh, but anyway, he's just like, man, it's just been right on target. You got me. And folks, we want to preach on target. You might, uh, you're, I'm sure you're familiar with this cartoon. Okay. Here's the, the cats are up there and the dogs, Doing what? Barking up the wrong tree. We don't want to bark up the wrong tree. We don't want to preach up the wrong tree. We want to deliver the goods where there are. So you have a lot of young families and you preach on prophecy all the time. You're barking up the wrong tree. Now, God's word will not return void. I do understand that. And so somehow God uses those things. But I'm telling you, there are parents in your church that have no idea how to discipline kids. And you got a book that's all about it. And I'll, I'll give you an example of a sermon series we did here in just a little bit on uh, on family stuff. Uh, so so hang, hang with me here. But yes, we want to make sure we are assessing the right way and that we are coming up with the right thing. You pray and get God's Holy Spirit, you know, get some feedback from your deacons and, you know, different people in your church. That's always helpful. But make sure that you are out there looking at what the, the, the community needs and thinking about the people that are not they're the people that you need to reach because when we're going to get talking about promotion and and if you didn't get the, to the YouTube videos we have several of them that we've already done here and one of them if you uh, go to our YouTube channel uh, the, the one is on how to you know promote your sermon series there are people out there that need uh, the, the children's stuff. I mean, yes, we, whenever we do a children's thing, like how to discipline children and how to deal with an angry child, that type of thing, we put it out there on Facebook and I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself a little bit, but we, be, we strike a need because people are writing back and they're saying, when is, when is that class? When is that thing? I need to come. <laughs> like how much does it cost? They want to know, like, is it a seminar they have to sign up for? Like, no, just a, just a sermon, just a message. Come on and we'll teach you what the Bible says. So um, this is this idea. We want to make sure we bark up the bark up the right tree. So we've assessed our community. Okay. Um, we're going to jump to Envision uh, here in just a second. Um, this is all sponsored by our Academy, our Reach Keep Academy. We've got quite a few members from around the country, really around the world, um, that every month we uh, spend time teaching them and doing online stuff. This is actually going out to some of our Academy members right now. Uh, we don't have any openings in the academy right now. We probably will by the end of summer, it looks like, uh, going to be able to take some more folks on. So just want to kind of let you know what we do and what I do as a retired pastor. Now, one of the greatest things I get to do is be on these Zoom calls, uh, coaching and spending time uh, helping churches uh, figure out what they need to do. So, all right, let's talk about envisioning uh, the structure, uh, the structure here. Now, one of the things that I've sent to you, if you registered in time and got uh, the email, if you've been registered for a day or two or been on any of our things, um, one of the things is we have is we have uh, something that really helps with the structure of this because this is something that's important. And this is the uh, Reach Keep Planner. It's a sermon series planner. It has all these little topics that kind of they're sort of get you started and get you thinking about it. And you can get it at this address right here, reachkeep.com slash planner. And uh, you can go ahead and download that. You don't need it right now, but when we're done, download it. And I think I put a link uh, as soon as our seminar is over here. Also, you'll get a link that has it on there. Uh, but you can go to the uh, to the Reach Keep uh, planner there. Now, the structure uh, that most times when we're thinking about a sermon series, uh, kind of the typical things on structure uh, are, are, you know, what obviously what Bible verses are we going to do? Are we going to be teaching through a book or we're going to be doing a portion of a book and, and you know, teaching some of that? Uh, you're probably also thinking of then how does that fit with the dates, okay? You know, so it's like I've got to, all right, we've got six weeks between now and, you know, Mother's Day or the New Year's or Christmas. And, you know, there's some uh, things that you have to kind of think about with dates. And then usually the other typical thing is you 
kind of work on the titles of the message and, you know, sort of what, you know, something that's uh, most pastors have, a you know, some type of a title. And then from there, the rest of the time is their, their study that's involved. So I want to give you some more structural things uh, to work on. Uh, and I want you to really to think that this is where we're going outside the box for, for many of you. And every one of these things we're talking about, we teach and train at the Academy and also have uh, in our, um, our YouTube channel. So if you have any questions about these things, you can shoot me a note at info reachkeep.com and uh, we will get you a link to whatever of uh, these things happen to be. So um, let's just jump into these uh, in new areas here of vision. So you've kind of got your vision of, hey, this sermon series is going to go about four weeks or eight weeks or whatever. I think I can cover the whole topic and and it's going to, you know, kind of go. And it might be where you're teaching like a sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount. So it's like, okay, you're not sure how far it's going to go. And we recommend really try to get a starting and an ending place and try to narrow it down, okay, because there are different seasons in people's lives. And as I mentioned earlier, people grow by topic. In other words, they're, they're filled with worry and anxiety. That's the thing that they're worried, and they're going to get the victory in worry and anxiety. They might have, you know, later on get the victory in moral things or, or greed or, you know, consistency or punctuality or whatever. But people grow in topics. And that's why we believe that topical sermons, and again, exposit the scriptures and, and pour out what the Holy Spirit had for them out of those scriptures. But people grow topically. And so to take a larger topic and to kind of break it down uh, into some things are some, uh, you know, what we're really talking about. So here's, a, let's talk about this, the ideal layout. I want you now um, for to, to be thinking about what would be the ideal thing for you to be to do a sermon series? So let's say you're going to do a sermon series. Let's do one on forgiveness, okay? And uh, you just like, man, you're burdened that people are not forgiving, and they, they got then that turns into bitterness, and then that you know destroys their you know some of their thought processes and all that. And you've started to put together you know, the things, and you might be preaching out of, you know, the, the verses that Jesus talked about with Peter about forgiveness, and then you might have some verses out of Hebrews about bitterness and, and some of those things. It's like, what would be the ideal structure for you to be able for this sermon series to have the most impact. And that's what I mean by the, the ideal thing here. So we, you know, I don't want to, again, be kind of just a horn that's tooting, all right? I want to make a difference, all right? If you were blowing Reveille, you know, uh, you'd want to be loud enough so everybody would wake up, all right? If you were blowing, you know, the charge thing in battle, you want everybody to hear it. So what are some of the ideal things that you can do? And I'm going to uh, go through and give you a couple more ideas on some of this stuff. But these, uh, this sheet here gives you just a lot of different things that you can be thinking about. So you're going to have, uh, I want your vision to kind of go beyond like, well, you know, we'll have our people on Sunday morning and they'll hear it and then it'll be over. No, it's like, you know, what if, what if we had more people? What if we had a Bible study, you know, that was connected to it? What if we had fill in the blank notes and, and people could write these things down? What if, we, what if it, you know, went and people were so excited about the sermon that they met during the middle of the week to talk about the sermon? You know, what, what if they somehow got some of their friends together and wanted to talk about the sermon? In other words, you really, you know, we want to talk about forgiveness. We forgiveness goes everywhere. And the ideal situation here for my community is that we would get it in every house. I mean, we would get it out there at every every different level. We would we'd get things out there so people would would know what's going on. So you you need to this is the dreaming aspect uh, of this entire thing where it's like, what would be the best? Man, put a billboard on the highway teaching about forgiveness, you know. And when we get to the ideal stuff, one of the things that we do is we have to think about the the benefits and not just the, the features of things. So the benefits of forgiveness, it's like you'll be free from worry. You'll be able to sleep better at night. You'll get along with your entire family at Thanksgiving. And, you, you know, you won't have to 
Turn your eyes and not look at certain people because you haven't forgiven them. You will have a peace in your heart. You will not lay awake at night thinking about all those things. And so all of those things drive you with like, what can I do to make this ideal ideal layout, this ideal sermon series, this ideal thing where I can reach out to everybody. Now, let me jump to the next one here, and then we'll get to the, some of the samples, and you'll kind of see what this is like. Internal and external. In other words, how I, what, what am I doing, and how can I tell people internally that we have this sermon series going on? And so this would be ideal. We're going to preach on forgiveness. Well, let's put it in the bulletin six weeks ahead of time. Let's have a little poster that we put by the front door. So when people say leave, it says, hey, next, you know, April, we're going to be teaching on, you know, how to forgive one another, the benefits of forgiving one another. Uh, maybe you could put a whiteboard there and, and people would walk by and they would see, uh, you know, the uh, the titles of the sermons on the on the whiteboard that you have. Uh, so when they're leaving, they go, oh, man, that sounds interesting. OK, so these are internal things that you can do. And I want you to envision what these ideal internal things would be. Um, you know, maybe you can do, uh, you know, some type of video announcement where, uh, you know, you create something on a with your iPhone or you take a picture or something and then, you know, you show that on the screen. I've seen that before. That's, you know, very well done. A lot of different things that you can do. Well, what are some ideal ways to get people excited about it? And there's a reason that you want internal because your con converts, your people that have come to know the Lord are the best advertisers for your sermon series. They're the best ones that are going to take your sermon series and say, you need, hey, hey, coworker, hey, friend, hey, cousin. And, hey, mom, hey, dad, whatever, you need to come. We're going to you know, get in on this sermon series on forgiveness. You know, he's teaching about forgiveness, and I would love for you to be my guest there. You get your people excited about it. They become the very best evangelists that you have. That's why promoting and knowing people knowing what, what you're preaching on is so important. And uh, we've covered this multiple times. People like you and I, all the people that are watching this, you and I are going to be church on Sunday, and it doesn't matter what the pastor preaches on. It's going to be good because it's the Bible, and we're going because we obey, and we're going because we're you know committed to the the local church, and we're we're you're the pastor. You probably got to go. Okay, so we're going because it's our habit, and we forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. But other people are coming because of the content. They're coming because, man, he's going to do that thing on how to deal with, you know, long-term hatred in your heart. And if you've hated somebody for a long term and, uh, man, I think I need to hear what that's about because I can picture somebody, you know, uh, that type of thing. So people come and grow by topics, okay, and they, they mature by topics. And so we want to make sure that we are, uh, you know, giving them stuff. So this is internal. The external is the idea of taking some of, of your sermon series and letting it be known. When I show you these uh, in just a little bit, I'll show you some of the, the video or um, little screenshots that we have of some of our sermon series. Every one of these we posted uh, on Facebook groups, we put them out into uh, mailings. We put them on uh, postcards and mailed them out. So we got the word out to other people, okay? And people know that we're a solution-based church, and they know that we're teaching on, you know, how to pray or how to discipline your children or how to navigate new things in your life or, you know, how to do forgiveness, you know, forgiveness things. All of that, we're going to make sure we're going to get that out externally. And when you start to put these things out externally, and again, there's some there's a, some work involved with some of this as we get to the game plan. We'll, we'll hit that in just a second. Um, this is the outside stuff that is going to make the difference because then you're going to start to get the new people to come to your church and you're going to start to change the ratio of just regular attenders to new people and new visitors. And the last, I was just, I've been gone the last two weeks for my church, three weeks now from my church. I've been out of town and uh, speaking in different places. And so I was at a staff meeting yesterday and they were going through and rattling off all the people like, Oh, we got to pray for this family and that family and that family. It's like, 
I don't even know who some of these people are. And it's like new people, you know, oh, they're the ones with the kids. They've been here four weeks. It's like, well, I might've been here the first week they, they were here, but I, you know, it's very, very cool. So we want to get the word out and we want to bring people in and you can do that. I know you can. And if you're struggling with that, then you and I need to talk, okay? And we do need to get you in some of our coaching. Uh, you know, our back to church uh, uh, coaching uh, would be ideal, and that's going to open up here again pretty soon. Um, but anyway, this internal and external, you got to kind of, you know, like, wh how could I, what if I had a television ad? What if I was on the radio station? And again, this is your vision of this, okay? You're not necessarily getting to this yet. You're going to, but you can't do it unless you envision it, okay? Getting on the radio or getting in the local newspaper or getting onto Facebook. Some of you are like, I don't want to do Facebook ads. I don't even understand how it works. No, we can help you with all that stuff too. But you got to have some vision and you got to go, man, I'm going to change my community. I am here to be a faithful servant of God, but I'm here to be a light that shines brightly. And I want to make, I want to make a difference. So uh, let me give you the last one here. And this is what we call the glue. Okay. And this is what sticks everything together. And I want you to think about the glue. All right. Now I'm going to give you the glue. All right. We'll put them up here on the screen. Uh, first one, fill in the blank notes. You need, a, if you're going to do a sermon series, do fill in the blank notes. They are so powerful. We have a whole training we've done on the fill in the blank notes. You can find that on our YouTube channel. Here's uh, one of the ones that we have right here. Or get a little closer so you can see it. This is our bulletin. Okay, the inside of this would have all the bulletin stuff. But the outside is what we call sermon notes. And so this is all fill in the blank stuff. And this is fill in the blank stuff here. And the glue that we have, when a person writes down and fills that out, it, it, it puts the sermon into them in a different way. Okay, it just really helps them. And then we have questions right here that we use for our midweek Bible studies and home uh, discussion groups. We have all sorts of groups going on where people are discussing the sermon. They're doing all that. And we have written these pre-questions so that they can go to those particular things. And then right down here, it deals about what, you know, how to get into one of those groups and what the next sermon is going to be. So we have all that information right there. And I want you to just kind of ideally think about that. And you may go, man, that's a lot of work right there. We'll get to that in just a second. Yeah, it sure is. But you can envision it right now. Can you envision having fill on the blank notes for every sermon series that you have and working those things out? It is, and I want you to envision because it helps people to really grow and to mature and things. So fill on the blank notes, screen notes. Screen notes would be like what we're doing exactly right here. If you can envision that, people pay attention when things start popping up on the screen and they have blanks there like the ones we did just before it was blank and then we filled it in with the uh, the big red letters here a lot of these I would have a three four five right there so you know hey and this is you know kind of the concept people are like oh what's number four and what's number five I want to know that and you're creating anticipation which is one of those fundamentals of, of preaching is that you create anticipation and when you start to do this and think these things through, okay, and get some vision, it's like, man, I'd like to have some cool notes, and I'd like to have some pictures up there, and I'd like to do some stuff like that. And you can just get a little TV, a roll-in one, depends on how big you're doing. You don't have to have the fancy projectors. We started with this right here. This is just a little TV on a stand right here. Okay. I think I bought the stand for 10 bucks at an auction and someone gave me the TV, but it's tremendously helpful with teaching. And so sermon things that you can have on that. And I want you to think about this. And again, you, I want you to dream about 30 different ways. Okay. You're only going to be able to implement about five of them. That's the way it works. But the ideal layout, 30 different ways of things that we can do with this sermon series, how are we going to make them awesome things happen? And then you'll get to some of them. You won't get to all of them for sure. The next one here, group questions, as I just mentioned, this is where we have group questions and then how to get into a group. This particular one, let's see, I'll, uh, I'll read it. I grab my glasses here. All right. <clears throat> And I can hold it up here so those of you that like to see these kind of things, the next step right there. All right, I'll read it. It says, uh, Navigating New. This is a follow-up Bible study. 
the next big step. I wish I could have a cons consistent time with God. I really struggle in this area. That's just a quote there. And it says, there is little that compares with your spiritual advancement in life. Joshua promises success if we follow a simple rule. Please join us Tuesday night for our class on how to have effective daily devotion. It starts at 6 o'clock and is meeting in our Parco Inn Cafe. See you there. This is an open format Bible study that anyone can come to on Tuesday night. And this, in other words, it's this Tuesday night. It's it's on this, but we're inviting everybody. Now, we have some other midweek prayer things. We do some of that. But our sermons, many of our sermons have secondary things to them. So it's like you're studying about forgiveness. and You're helping all these people with forgiveness. you got to have something else that they can get to. I'll get to that in, in, uh, in just a second. So, but this is the idea of, of having a group question where people can go through those questions and we would go through these questions and how to study the Bible effectively. The next one is what we call downloads. And uh, these are the idea where you are going to give somebody something onto their phone you're going to send them or a link to their computer, and you're going to give them something that is going to help them with the sermon series. So back to forgiveness. You've got the sermon series on forgiveness. You have maybe all sorts of information, and, and most pastors like, you got this much information, okay, and you get this much time. Okay, you're not going to get it all done in this amount of time because you got that much info. All that extra stuff you can put onto a sheet and have like the, you know, the 10 best verses on forgiveness or a great story about uh, Bible forgiveness. And I'm going to put that on a, I have that in a PDF format, and I'm going to give those to you this afternoon. I'm going to download those to your phone. You just put your phone number on the connection card. Let me know that you want to write the word forgive on your card, and I'll know that I'm going to send you the list on forgiveness. Or um, downloads of particular music uh, are, are excellent. You get people do this all the time because people listen to music on their phone all the time. At the time of this recording, one of the great uh, songwriters of our, our generation, a guy named Ron Hamilton, just passed away a few days ago. Okay, Our church is doing some special Ron Hamilton music on Sunday. On Sunday, what you need to do, too, is to go find the best Ron Hamilton song out there on YouTube, and you find it, and you paste, you copy that little link at the top, and you like play that song or a show a piece portion of that song. You can do it as an offertory type of thing or whatever. And you have this great song, and you tell a little story about this, and say, "How many of you would like to have that kind of music on your phone? That that would be good for you to hear that song again." Raise your hand. Good. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write your phone number down on that connection card that we have. And uh, in fact, I'll give you the next one here. It's connection cards. Okay. And we'll talk about that in a second. I want you to write the, your phone number down and I want you to just write down the word Ron for Ron Hamilton. And by two o'clock this afternoon, I will send you a link. You will have that song on your phone and you can listen to it all week long. Folks, these are ways to make your sermons go on and on and on. When you do, you find music that connects to your sermon, and then you, it's again, you're, you're envisioning all of these things. Now, making all that happen, we're going to get to that on the, on the next one here in just a second. <clears throat> but uh, all of these happen, these things happen. One of them that really works well is these connection cards, and connection cards are just something uh, like this that you have, a, you hand out, everybody gets a card. I've got all sorts of information on how to do these cards. You can uh, contact me. In fact, you can actually go to reachkeep.com slash connection, and uh, you'll get a free guide on how to build these things. Uh, they're really good. Uh, this particular one, uh, it has one of those things here. It says, I would like to be a part. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, here it is. I would like to learn how to have better devotions. I will be at the cafe at six o'clock on Tuesday night. And so people are actually signing up, you know, give them a way to sign up. And then you know how many folks are going to come. And you have this random midweek Bible study on how to have effective daily devotions or how to deal with forgiveness. You know, you could do you could do three weeks tied to your sermon series on, you know, how to deal with forgiveness in the personal in your personal family or whatever. 
and have a Bible study on that. And you would not believe the amount of people that will come to something like that. And you can lead them and disciple them and help them grow. It's just absolutely uh, an amazing way to do things. So all of these things are the glue that make your sermon, okay, last longer. And so I want you to envision all those those different things. I mean, there's a whole bunch of a bunch of things. And by the way, this is this is just you, and this is just you right now. You're you're the one that assesses the community. You're the one that has the vision uh, and, and some of that. In fact, I'll put it. I'll give it here. It's you. You're the researcher, and you're the dreamer. We'll get to the building here in just a little bit. But but the dreaming part. You can do this. You don't have to follow the way that, that you're taught about sermons and sermon series, and you don't have to do it the way I do it. You can do your own thing and come up with your own way, and you can have the most awesome sermon series with follow-up Bible studies and billboards in town, and you can, if you can dream it, you can make it happen, okay? This is a great thing. Let me show you a couple of pictures here, and I thought this is kind of interesting. Talk about building houses. This is a, a picture of what they call the Jetson House down in Colorado. And somebody wanted to have a house like the old cartoon of the Jetsons. And uh, this thing was up for sale not too long ago. Someone bought it and refinished the whole thing. It's like, oh, man, I got to go see that thing. All right. So somebody dreamed that house up. I mean, it's just sticking up out of the trees like that. Just amazing. Just west of Denver, not too far. Here's another house. <laughs> There's a dream house for some of us. Okay, we would love to have a house like that. Someone dreamed what that one looked like. Someone dreamed what this one looked like. This is one of these biosphere houses down in Taos, New Mexico. We drove by, my wife and I did. We stopped and took pictures of a bunch of them. But this is a super cool house. They're all earth friendly. They have solar panels. They don't have, they're, they're off the grid. They don't have any electricity to them. Generate your own electricity and all sorts of cool stuff. So someone envisioned that. And, and, and then some crazy person, Envision living in a little bitty house like that, okay? And God bless them. I hope they're happy. All right, but that's a, that's a kind of crazy one for me. But you can dream it. That's what I'm saying is your sermon series can be something that can be remarkable and can really change lives, and you can dream that thing. Now, let me say something before we get to the build part here. This is all you. This is all you. This is where we start to get some more people involved and you you need to have more folks involved. I only got just a few more minutes here, but uh, I, I put the break in there because I knew I needed to get a drink of water. So um, grab yourself a drink of water, and then I'll give you a couple of, I'll put the resource thing up here so you can kind of see a few of our resources. And then let me give you this game plan thing, and we will wrap this up. I'll give you the sample sermons here in just a moment. Ah, thank you for putting up with me. It's been uh, been pretty rough weather here, rough uh, with my nose and throat and all that stuff. The last couple of uh, oh, five days probably been hard. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> a couple of resources, our YouTube channel, of course, I've mentioned that. And then reachkeep.com. There's a variety of different things that you can uh, find on there. So uh, let's get to the implement of the game plan here, how to do it. The regular implementation of a sermon series is for you to study, 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 okay? I mean, that's how you do it. You study and tell the secretary to put it in the bulletin, you know, maybe put it on a chalkboard or something. Like, don't forget forgiveness series coming up next week, okay? I want to get you thinking outside the box a little bit. I want you to think about how you're going to make some of this stuff happen because it's not going to be something that you can do completely on your own. And let me let me actually kind of go back here to that picture. This is you, and this is you, and there's no risk in you assessing your community. You're going to drive around, see things. You're going to go on Census Bureau, you're going to learn things. You're going to dream, 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 dream. You can have a list about that long of all the things that you want to do. But when you start to get over here and you start to implement, okay, and you get to this word here, there's another thing that starts to happen. And let me just warn you about this. Those first few things are somewhat easy. When you start to implement things, there's a new word that shows up. It's called risk. Because you're going to ask somebody to do something, and they're going to say, well, we've never done it that way before. You know, you're going to say, I need a whiteboard to put up. And we're going to like, Pastor, what's a whiteboard for? What are you doing? You know, and you like got a big whiteboard up there, and you're talking about the sermon. People like, I, you know, they don't think there should be a whiteboard in the auditorium or a screen. I mean, I've had churches like, whoa. 
I mean, about split the church over having a, you know, bringing a screen up. I mean, you look at one all day long on your phone, but they don't, uh, but don't ever bring one of those here, you know. Um, so, I mean, there is some risk involved when you start asking people to be involved and doing some particular things. And so this gets harder and this takes more leadership on your part. You will be a better leader, okay, at this level. So let's go through some of these things. The first thing is the who question, okay? Who else can you get involved in helping you with your sermon series? Now, you may have a secretary or someone uh, that types up some things for you. Uh, that would be good. But if you can do something uh, where, where, you're at, where you're trying to get more people involved. So you talk to some music people and say, hey, I've got a sermon series coming up on forgiveness. i got this really good song I'd like for you to sing in about eight weeks or six weeks or three weeks or whatever. There's a who that you could put in there. You could also say, I'm doing a sermon series on forgiveness and I need someone to tell this, their story what you shared with me at your house the other day about forgiving your father-in-law or whatever, could you put that into a short testimony? And I would love it if you could actually speak that testimony during our service. Okay. Could you do that? Or maybe I'll even retype it and I'll read it. Okay. But uh, having people step up and do a testimony, if you're like speaking along about forgiveness and you got to do this, and then you say, and now we're going to have, you know, Mrs. Smith is going to stand up here and she's going to tell us something that's very personal to her, how she forgave somebody. She walks up and stands there and starts to speak. Boom. Every eye. Okay. You've got them locked in because you have added some who to the things. The second one is what we call the hands. And it's where you're getting these people to do things. So they would be taking your little sermon cards to talk about your stuff and posting them in different places in town. They would be doing the mailing. Uh, I have one here. I a visual aid here. Uh, a while back, I did something and I needed I needed this word. Okay. And I think every one of you could probably preach on this word for a long time. But I didn't want to just talk about the word believe. I wanted to say, you need this. You need to believe. Okay. And believe what? I was always there for you. Now, somebody printed this thing here. And it was really kind of a cool thing. And we taught off of it. And I won't get into the, the whole story. But to have this this thing uh, where you believe in somebody else, okay, and you believe in your parents, and you believe in the your pastor, and you believe in, of course, believe in God, and then flip it over, and I was always there for the, this is just a cheap piece of cardboard, but it's just something that works really good, and we had somebody do it. So when we did the sermon that week, do you think that that person was there? Absolutely. You think they would have invited their friend? Yeah, they probably would. Like, hey, I made the props, you know. So this is one of those powerful, powerful things is you get more people involved in your sermon series. Who can I get involved in a sermon series? Now, most of the time you're just thinking, oh, I just got to study. Okay, but are there some ways like, hey, I'm going to do Bible study on Tuesday nights. I'd like for you to be my Tuesday night Bible study coordinator. Okay, you don't have to teach a lesson. I'll take care of all that. But I would like all the chairs set up. I would like there to be a water bottle at each place. I would like a little notepad there so everybody can take some notes. And I want you to tell everybody to, to come and to invite people and to hand out these little things that say, please come to the Tuesday night thing on forgiveness. And so you have someone that, that does all that. They take care of the who, and then you've given them something to do with their hands. The last one here is the word Monday. And I, I know it's kind of weird, doesn't rhyme with these or anything, but this is how can my sermon be beyond Sunday? How can it go further? How can it be there on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday? Many times when we think of the response to a sermon, we think of it at invitation time. And people come forward and they make a decision or they say pray in their seats or whatever. But we want sermons to last. And a good sermon series will be lasting all week long. It's not just seven Sundays. It's seven weeks. In other words, there's seven things that are going to be going on. Every week we're going to be doing this. We're going to be handing out food boxes. We're going to be helping people. We're going to be having a special prayer time, you know, for missions. And please come over and we're going to pray, you know, around the clock. I've heard churches do the around the clock prayer things and all sorts of cool things. Thing. So what can I do on other days of the week in my sermon series, and how can I make all that happen? All of that is right there. Now, did we help you write a sermon? No, but hopefully we help you create a sermon series. We have, I'll give you the samples here uh, in, in just a second, but 
on the YouTube channel. You should have got a link to it. You will get a link when this is over. You can go there and you can watch uh, the YouTube. We have like five different YouTube videos on how the different aspects of a sermon series, how to promote it, how to do the titles and subtitles. I spent some time uh, doing that. How to make your sermon series memorable uh, is one of the trainings that we did. And those will all be sent a link to you. So please take some time uh, to watch some of those things. So uh, as promised, here's a couple of sermon series uh, that we did. This one was called Debunked. Debunked, 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 debunked. Okay. And we came up with titles for each of them. We have the dates for each of them, and we have a subtitle for each of these uh, different things. So uh, this one here is Easter is a myth. You know, boom, debunked. That has been debunked. A reason for hope. And we started this one, obviously, on Easter a few years back. Jesus stayed dead. Okay? Resurrection proofs. And we spent some time the week after Easter talking about the proofs of the resurrection. The Bible is a fable. Boom, that's been debunked. Why you can trust your Bible. Okay, uh, this one here is fun. God flunked science. Okay, God flunked science. All right, uh, science and God do not conflict. All right, Noah is a joke. The science of the flood and why it matters. So we went to that and we had a little white, you know, invited all the data right there. This we printed up and handed these out as little cards. And we also posted this all over Facebook. And we uh, posted these nice color photos like this, eight and a half by 11s, and put them in the grocery store, put them everywhere. Guess what? We had all sorts of people show up for this series. Um, here's another one, fork in the road, right? choosing to live forward, making choices when you're alone, when choices are made for you, uh, clouded choices, choosing as a fool. <laughs> Uh, how to finish the race well and not wounded, okay? How to make the right decisions on the pathway of life. And you can see the subtitles uh, there. Uh, two factors to help you plan your life successfully. Have you been abandoned on the path of life? And a lot of people are alone and they're trying to make choices and they have nobody to help them. So it's just some powerful things. This is a sermon series we did. Really enjoyed that one. Mythbusters, very sim similar one. We just did a thing, discovering truths from the teachings of Jesus. And this was all on uh, the Sermon on the Mount. This is actually Sermon on the Mount teaching uh, right here. And we did two chunks of it. We did another chunk later. So we really had eight series uh, to do uh, the Mythbusters type of thing. So that was a, that was a fun one uh, that we did there. How to Handle a Hurt. This is one we've shared many, many times. Hurting by a circumstance, hurting by a bad decision, uh, hurting by a system, hurting for someone else hurting by a friend. Okay. Relationships gone bad. Jesus can restore the broken. And we dealt with, you know, some of that. These are things that we, we learn this by driving around and finding out that people in our community are hurt and you're going to want to do some type of relational restoration relationship uh, sermon series sometime every year because everybody has got, they lay awake at night and have someone that has hurt them and there's been pain. They've been through problems and been hurt by a system. They've been hurt by a bad decision and feel free to take any of this information you want. <clears throat> uh, let me give another one. This one with uh, uh, children. Okay. How to deal with an angry child, how to deal with a lazy child, dealing with a disappoint, a disobedient child, a lying child. And then this one here, we had a focus on this one, how to deal with a disrespectful child. We have people call and like I say, they ask how much it costs to come to these things. All right. So this is powerful, powerful, powerful stuff. Okay. Here's another one. All aboard, New Life Express, how anyone can get to know God, how to get along with humans, how a community works. And then Sinclair takes on the world. It was a special missions uh, type thing that we did there. So some new things that happen when you become a new Christian. We had one called Navigating New. This is just kind of a, a plain one. And one of the very first sermon series we did, I thought I'd put this up. This one was from quite some time ago. And um, I wasn't, we didn't have any graphics. We didn't have any way to do this. But this was just, a. we taught on the Lord's Prayer, the Path to Peace, we called it. And it was a teaching on the Lord's Prayer. And you can see that's very simple. How to pray to God, how to pray for myself, how to pray for others, and how to know you are heard. In fact, I'm probably going to be redoing uh, this series out in a remote town about 50 miles from here, uh, where we're kind of doing a little uh, uh, kind of a Bible study with some people. And we're just going to kind of do a series on it and do some teaching and have some uh, discussion-based Bible study. So 
all of that boils down to this, this thing that we have is every Sunday solve a problem. So if you've been with us here for a while, Reach Cape, you know that we are here to help solve problems and that churches need to be solving problems. And when you become a solution-based uh, preacher and a solution-based church, you're going to have a lot of folks coming. And your sermon series are fashioned much more as a as a as a sir a um, solution. Okay, think of your sermon series as a solution. It is the book that I am writing about this topic, and it's, I'm going to reach people uh, that have this kind of problem. So, anyway, thanks for being with us here today. Uh, if you're interested, we are coming up. We have some more training coming up in the future called the Pastor and His Preaching dealing with the nine fundamentals of, of preaching and the way to get to that uh, is a sign-up thing is to go to this particular website here, reachkeep.com slash preaching. And we're going to spend some time helping pastors go through the nine fundamentals of preaching, which some of the serious stuff sort of overlaps with it a little bit. So I thought you might be interested in that. So I'm very grateful that you've been with us here through this entire time. If you have any questions, you can reach me at reachkeep.com. And it's been a very busy last couple months for us up here. I uh, had some health issues, been on the road a bunch and some of that. If you've written me recently, I will try to get back to you. If you're with our academy here, uh, we will be back with you the first week. Uh, it won't be the first week in May because I'm at a Bible college graduation, but then the second week of May, uh, we're doing some additional training uh, for all our Reach Keep Academy people. Uh, of course, at any time, you can always reach me at info reachkeep.com, and I am here for you. Remember, and I know this, you're an author, okay, and you have a story to tell. You have something that you are trying to get across, and sermons are your chapters, and sermon series are your book. So if we can help you put that book together, we're here for you. Again, the Reach Keep Academy probably have some openings uh, coming up, probably going to be August before that. And we do have what we call our Back to Church uh, Coaching Crash Course. And that is an online coaching. And we will have that open probably pretty soon. <laughs> it, it's hard. We, we spend time with pastors. We get it where they can all Zoom together and, and at the same time. And we can do this coaching and then we talk and we kind of go through and help you. And we do a lot of individual stuff with you. And I'd love to get you involved with that. Um, it's just hard to get all the dates kind of set, but some of that's coming up soon too. So anyway, thank you so much for being with us. If this has been good, you can give us a thumbs up. When you are on our Reach Keep uh, YouTube page, you can uh, go to that as well and listen to all those things and give us a thumbs up on that. We appreciate it. And uh, I'll have to say adios for now. God bless. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, don't forget to be serving the Lord with gladness. We'll see you next time here at reachkeep.com.